Hello from the BBC. I'm Alexander Griffiths with an update on the war in Ukraine. The latest face-to-face talks between delegations from Ukraine and Russia have ended in Istanbul. The meeting was opened by the Turkish president Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who called on both sides to put an end to this tragedy. We believe that a just peace will not have any losers. It is not to the benefit of anyone for the conflict to be prolonged. Our reporter Tom Bateman was at the talks in Istanbul. What they have talked about here is their desire for security guarantees. This is almost like a sort of NATO light agreement that the Ukrainians want, whereby the West effectively, and they believe that Turkey would be a key part of that, would guarantee Ukraine's security and then Ukraine would effectively declare itself a neutral country. Now they've said that before. They say that they have now reiterated that to the Russian side and put it to them. And in their view, if they can get engagement on that, there would then be the basis for direct presidential talks between Mr Zelensky and Vladimir Putin. The Russian side described the discussions as meaningful. As negotiations took place, Russia's Defence Minister Sergei Shoigu reiterated that its military had achieved the main objectives of what he called the first phase of its operation. Jenny Hill reports from Moscow. We've been hearing from the Russian side who actually have said that they've decided to drastically reduce what they describe as combat operations in the Kyiv and Chernihiv areas. Um, and that is while um, Ukrainian proposals, which would be made during those talks, are put to Vladimir Putin. Either way, it looks as though there has been some kind of movement. Perhaps it's not too much of a surprise because a little earlier, the uh, defence minister here said that whilst the special military operation, as they call it here, is going well, they now intend to focus on what they describe as liberating Donbass, that region in eastern Ukraine, which Russia, of course, wants Ukrainian government to uh, give up control over. Ukraine's government says that some Russian military units have withdrawn from the Kiev and Chernihiv regions in the north, though the Russians are still continuing to shell the city of Chernihiv. Earlier, it's claimed at least seven were killed in a Russian missile strike on government offices in the southern city of Mykolaiv. The Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, criticised that attack. There were no military targets in Mykolaiv. The people of Mykolaiv posed no threat to Russia. And despite this, like all Ukrainians, they became the targets of Russian troops, rockets, air bombs, grenades, mines. Among those spotted at today's peace talks in Turkey was the Russian billionaire and owner of Chelsea football club Roman Abramovich. It's understood that he's been involved in behind-the-scenes negotiations to help establish humanitarian access in Ukraine. The story has emerged that he and some others suffered symptoms of suspected poisoning at previous peace talks on the Ukraine-Belarus border earlier this month, sources close to him say. Mr Abramovich reportedly suffered sore eyes and peeling skin. The Kremlin has dismissed the reports as being part of the information war. Meanwhile, the head of the International Atomic Energy Agency is visiting Ukraine to discuss the safety of its nuclear power plants. Rafael Grossi said urgent action was needed to reduce the danger of an accident. From Vienna, where the agency is based, here's Bethany Bell. Mr Grossi said the conflict in Ukraine was putting its atomic power plants in unprecedented danger. He said there'd already been several close calls. The IAEA is planning to send experts to Ukrainian sites and deliver monitoring and emergency equipment. 
And so far, the war has not come to the historic southern Ukrainian port of Odessa. But if Moscow captured it, that would allow the Kremlin to establish a land corridor with the separatist Transdenista region of Moldova. The BBC's Andrew Harding is in Odessa. We've come down deep under Odessa into the city's ancient catacombs. And with Maxim Baradievsky, who is a guide here, somebody who's been fascinated with the history of these extraordinary passageways, more than 3,000 kilometers. In past wars, these catacombs have been used as air raid shelters, and that's what's happening again here as we walk deeper into the dark, where people have brought down mattresses, water, supplies. So there's some graffiti there from the Second World War telling Hitler to go away, saying death to fascism. The past and the present mingling in the musty tunnels beneath Odessa. Those are the latest developments on day 34 of Russia's invasion. I'm Alexander Griffiths at the BBC.